Oh, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. And I do what it tells me to do. And I love my Bible. So I make this as a confession that I will meditate therein both day and night on a chapter in the morning and a chapter in the evening. And because I do, my life is blessed. No more a mess. Now everything I touch, everything I touch turns to success. How many of y'all believe that? Glory to God. Well, at this time, we'd like to dismiss all of our teenagers. Pastor Carol's going to go for youth ministry. So put our hands together for all of our teenagers. Thank God for our future generation. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm very excited about this vision to share concerning the future and your dream for Faith Family Church. We pray for those that are listening right now and those that will listen later online. We pray that you'll give an ear to hear, that that you'll give us ears to hear and hearts that are open and receptive. We're open to the operation of the gifts of the Spirit as you desire to flow or function that way in our midst. And as always, we covenant to give you and you only all the glory, the honor, and the praise in Jesus' name. And all agree with that prayer said. Amen. Amen. I want to start in Mark chapter 4 today. Um, This might be the single most important message I've ever preached at Faith Family Church. It is God's vision for us. We call this day uh, Vision Sunday, Blowout Sunday. We ask that everybody that's a part, whether in person or online, to make this day a priority because we can talk about some very important things all at one time. In Mark chapter 4, our text for this message today is in verse 30 through 32. Then Jesus said, To what shall I liken the kingdom of God, or with what parable shall we picture it? It is like a mustard seed when it is sown on the ground. It is smaller than all the seeds of the earth. But when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all the herbs and shoots out large branches so that the birds of the air may nest under its shade. When it came to my heart to move here to Houston, Texas, I was actually living in Jacksonville, Florida at the time. I was born in Ohio, but I grew up in Detroit, Michigan uh, since I was three years old. And uh, my father is a pastor to this day, probably just wrapping up his service there at Salvation Temple Church in Hazel Park, Michigan, outside of Detroit. When we moved the family, when he moved the family to Detroit, he was uh, invited to Detroit to be the senior pastor at Greater Christ Baptist Church on Iroquois Street in Detroit, Michigan. They said that when I was three or four, not three, but when I was four or five years old, I got up in the pulpit at the Baptist church and said, I'm going to preach like my daddy. I've known since the time, as far as I can remember, that I was called to pastor throughout high school, through middle school. When you're constantly around church, growing up in a pastor's home, you're constantly around church, um, 
you're also constantly around the voice of God. And, and, and young children can hear the voice of God. Eli, when he was raised in Samuel, Samuel got up and came into Eli's room. He said, you called me. He said, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. He come back again. I didn't call you. Go back to bed. He come back again. He said, now this time when you hear that, say, here am I. Speak, Lord. And so children can hear the voice of God. I'll tell you, as long as I can remember, I have known that I'm called to pastor. Well, when I was in Florida, it came to my heart to move here and to open a church and call it Faith Family Church. This, when that happened, was the scripture that the Lord gave me to describe his vision for us. He gave me in 2007, we opened up in 2009, Mark chapter 4, verse 30 through 32, that the kingdom of heaven, what can I liken it? It's like a little seed that when it's planted, it grows, it becomes great, and it shoots out these large branches so that birds of the air can rest under its shadow. What that meant to me was that we would start small, we would grow, we would become great at being a church, and then that we would be at a capacity so that the people of this world could find refuge and rest in this assembly of believers. We exist to help you grow and become great so that you can help others. That's our whole purpose of existence. We exist to help you grow. To help you become great at whatever you are. So that you can in turn, having grown, having become great, can help other people in your life. Say it out loud. Grow, become great, help others. That's our vision. So today on this very special Sunday, we are ta- uh, taking time as a church family, to remind ourselves of what we're doing and where we're going. I thought I would do this in a portion of the service and then preach a message thereafter. But I heard clearly in my heart from the Lord that the vision is the message. So I get to spend the entire time ministering to you, talking about what we're doing and where we're going. In Acts chapter 13, as we begin looking at what we're doing, uh, this passage is uh, very important. It describes us. In Acts chapter 13, verse 1 through 4, Now, in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers. Starts with Barnabas, named Simeon, who was called Niger. Lucius of Cyrene, Manian, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch. And Saul, starts with Barnabas, and ends with Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work which I have called them. Then, having fasted and prayed, they laid hands on them and sent them away. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. I was separated for this work, and I believe those of you that have become a part of Faith Family, whether on the first day, even up to this day, 
I believe that we are separated for a specific work. Just as it was for Paul and Barnabas, the Holy Ghost said, separate these guys for the work. If you could go back with me to verse 2. To separate these guys for the work to which I have called them. It's my privilege today to lay out what work we are called by God to do. We, there's a reason why you are a part of faith family. And it's not for the smoke brisket that I, I work ever so hard to prepare for you today. There's a work that we're called to do. I like verse 4. It says, so being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. See, that's why we're here in Cyprus anyway. <laughs> it just has some spiritual symbolism. symbolism. Uh, and so here we are in Cyprus. There is a specific assignment or work that we are called as a church family to do in this area. So let's talk about this for a moment so that we can make sure that we're all on the same page. There are five major emphasis to the assignment that the Lord has given us. Five major things that we're supposed to accomplish in our service to God as a church family. Number one, number one, we are to preach and teach the word of faith. We are called by God to teach and preach The word of faith in Romans chapter 10, verse eight and verse nine, it says, but what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach that if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. So obviously in verse nine, you can see. This phrase, the word of faith. Now, there are some churches that are called word of faith and magazines that are called word of faith, so forth. There's not a denomination that's called a word of faith. But you could say that there's a movement in the body of Christ that's called a word of faith. We are in this area assigned by God to teach and preach faith, to teach and preach the word of God. That is, you could say, our primary calling. I love how verse 9 goes on to talk about people being saved. See, we're saved by faith. The major emphasis of us as a church family is to see the hurt and the loss in this world come to Jesus to be saved and to be healed. During the pandemic, things got really rough for millions and millions of people. The body of Christ also was impacted significantly. Faith family was really touched as well. In a time of prayer, in seeking the Lord during this very difficult time, the Lord encouraged me. I heard the Lord say that we have been strategically placed in this area. I can't tell you what that means. I mean, questions, wondering, doubt had came to my mind because, I mean, we were at our highest height 
right before the pandemic. We had just moved from one location, and we filled up this place to overflowing. We were already looking at opening up another campus a little bit closer to Fry Road and Clay, and that we would do the two campuses, and I would drive from here to there. We'd have church here at a certain time and drive there. We'd have enough church because there's enough people that live over in that sector that we could reach, and we could grow in two locations. Man, the pandemic showed up and shut all of that down. I was preaching with house shoes and shorts with a, with, with, with a suit jacket. Oh, you know, from here up, I look like church. And from here down, I look like home. <laughs> we were reaching tens and tens on the Internet. Uh, and it was, very, it, it was a very tough time. Could have been very discouraging. But there was something that came to my heart ever so comfortly, ever so comforting, that God strategically placed Faith Family Church in the Houston, Northwest, Harris County, Katy, Cypress area with the specific assignment to preach faith, to preach the word. That's what we're called to do. Number two, the second thing we as a church family are called to do is to teach and preach the blessing, to teach and preach prosperity. In Luke chapter 4 and verse 18 through 19, the Bible says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jesus says it, not just the Bible, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim the liberty to the captives, the recovery of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised or oppressed. Verse 19, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, which actually the, the year of Jubilee is the year of debt freedom, where all debts are canceled. If you've ever struggled with or wondered why do we spend so much time talking about the laws of sowing and reaping and giving and receiving and prosperity, it's because that's what we're called to. We are called to preach the gospel to the poor. Amen. If we were all rich, maybe we would have a different kind of calling. But God anointed Jesus of Nazareth to go to people that were less fortunate and give them the good news that if you hear God, if you believe God, if you obey God, God will say something good over your life that will enable you to prosper and empower you to succeed. And you don't have to be broke anymore. You don't have to be sick anymore. You don't have to be bound anymore. You can be free. So we have a specific calling. Now, if it extremely bothers you that we preach about prosperity, wow, that's a part of our major calling. Amen. God, if you believe God sent you here, receive it in your heart. Make the adjustment and then become very, very wealthy. (laughs) believe God to be rich you know don't take a vow of poverty don't be okay with just okay be over and above so that we could do some tremendous things amen Proverbs chapter 10 and and it's not just about prosperity it's about the blessing how many of y'all were on Wednesday nights throughout 2021 where we took the whole year just getting excited about the blessing of the Lord? The Bible says in Proverbs 10:22, listen what the Bible says. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he has no sorrow with it. So we are called to preach the blessing. And that's why we spend so much time talking about the blessing is because God wants to bless his people. He wants to say good things 
over their life. Listen to number three. The third reason why faith family exists or the work that we are to do is to worship at a high level. We're supposed to have praise and worship services that touch heaven. Where heaven fills the room that God shows up when we sing, when we play, and when we as the congregation worship. Five major things. Preach faith. Preach the blessing. And worship at a high level. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. And this is what the Lord gave me in Second Chronicles chapter 5, verse 13 through 14. In the King James it says, It came even to pass that as the trumpeters and singers were as one, to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord, when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and the cymbals and the instruments of music, and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good and his mercy endures forever, that then... The house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord has filled the house. There ought to be several, not one, not two, not a few, There ought to be several Sundays throughout the year where I didn't get to preach my properly prepared message because the Spirit of God fell so heavily during worship that people who didn't even know God came in and came to the altar and got saved. That people who were sick walked in with a walker, walk out holding a walker, giving them praise because while they were worshiping, they were healed. Now, these things have been in us from our beginning for many, many years. Many, many years. Um, We we are a true worshiper's church. But it's time for for us to be that not not just in word, but in deed. And so I'm presenting it to you so that you can help believe with me. If you have not enjoyed worship at Faith Family, okay, well, that doesn't mean leave. Believe with us because we are, come on, because we are called by God to worship at a high level. We've declared it for years. We are a true worshiper church. And although we've struggled and struggled, from our beginning, I mean, we started and we started Faith Family with video praise and worship. Uh, I want you to know that this is a part of the work that God has called us to worship at a high level. Number four, number four, we are called to build strong marriages. This is a major emphasis. So, besides preaching and teaching faith, preaching and teaching the blessing, and worshiping at a high level, this church is called by God to build strong marriages. 
The Bible says in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, in the King James, and I say unto you that uh, though you are Peter upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Clearly, Jesus wants to build his church, but a church is made up of families and families are made up of strong marriages and strong children and strong relationships. Glory to God. I was at Gateway Conference uh, one time years and years ago, and a minister challenged churches or pastors to identify areas in their communities where the enemy seemed to be dominating, where there seemed to be gates of hell. You know what a gate is. A gate is not a fence. A fence is a fence. A gate is a gate. When you go home and you go through your backyard and you go through the fence, you go through the gate. You don't walk through the fence. Come on, somebody. You walk through the gate. The gate is the thing that opens and closes, right? Now notice, hell has gates. And that's where people go in and out of. And we are called by God to preach the gospel to those that are lost, those whom Satan has bound to snatch them out of the kingdom of darkness and into, bring them into the kingdom of the Son of Ardila. But there are gates that hold people in bondage. There are gates that bring hell into people's lives. It's through this gate that hell comes into their life. Divorce is a gate of hell. That's why a believer has to be poured into. Because when a person goes through that gate, it opens up the opportunity for hell to to be experienced. And we're supposed to get them out of that. Amen. We are very passionate about the covenant of marriage. And we do everything in our power to help couples have the kind of marriage that God intends. And those of you that maybe you were divorced, but you have it in your heart to someday be married, we want to do everything in our power to teach you, to train you in the word of God, how to be a successful husband and how to be a successful wife. We want to teach you about communication, sex, money, and children. The four major areas in a marriage relationship. We're called to build marriages. And then number five, as a church family, we're called to build men. Or, I'm sorry, to win men. To win men. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. Man, I almost got too excited on that one, boy. I'm about to get off on that. In Matthew chapter 4, verse number 19, he said to them, follow me and I will make you to become or make you fishers of men. If you're visiting in person or if you're watching this and you're online and you wanted to find out about Faith Family Church, if you're considering becoming a part of our Faith Family, these are the five major directions, emphasis that God's called us to do in this community. Yeah, we, we will cover and minister on a lot of topics But these are major emphasis to preach and teach faith, to preach and teach the blessing. Amen. To worship at a high level, to build strong marriages. But also we're called by God to win men. Somebody say win men. When Jesus was calling his disciples, uh, he said this to them. In his ministry, Jesus specifically targeted men while ministering to women and children. Well, Pastor Stan, are you saying that, that, that we're not called to minister to women or children? No, we, we're going to minister to women and children. We're talking about a specific target. 
For example, uh, Jesus targeted men. He, he found 12 guys and poured into them. There was a statistic that I heard years and years ago, and this is when God dropped it in my spirit, and, and I became it, and it became us. I heard this statistic. Listen, if you win a child, there's a 5% chance that the rest of the family will follow to Christ. If you win a woman, there's a 17% chance that the rest of her family will follow Christ. But if you win a man, there's a 90% chance that the rest of the family will follow Christ. We're called to win men. Our goal, naturally, is the whole family. We're a family church. But if it's true, now watch this. This is just smart. I come from Detroit, right? So it's like, you know, certain things you just want to be smart about. If I can get the whole thing in one, then I'm not going to try to be running all over the place. Oh, y'all got to help me now. If you get that man, you get the whole family, and we're called to minister to families. Hey, let's get the man. Let's get the man. Now, we're going to minister to women. Come on. We, we, got, we, we got women's Bible study when we don't have a men's Bible study. We got children's ministry when we don't have meetings for necessarily for the men. What am I saying? We are called by God to have an emphasis in that particular area. Amen? So that's what we're doing. That's what we're, that, that's what we're about. Now, let's look at where we're going. This is the exciting part. This is the future. You remember that story, it's time to dream again, that, that message, dream big, amen? Well, woo, here's the dream, the vision of Faith Family Church. Number one, we are going to build campuses in Houston, Northwest Harris County, Cyprus, and Katy particularly. I don't know how. I don't know when. I don't know with what. Amen. But we are going to build multiple campuses throughout this area. We are called by God to be here. I will spend the rest of my living days until Jesus come and endeavoring to make this a reality, to see his vision for us to come to fruition. And I'm presenting this to you for consideration if you're visiting. But more importantly, if you're a member, where are we going? We're going to build debt-free campuses in all these places. In 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 10, Moreover, God says, I will appoint a place for my people Israel and will plant them that they may dwell in a place of their own and move no more, nor shall the sons of wickedness oppress them any more as previously. This is the word of the Lord to faith family. God has appointed us already. Go back for me. God has appointed a place for us. He's going to plant us in that place. We are going to dwell there. It's going to be a place of our own, a place that we own. We're not going to owe the bank for it. We're not going to owe another church congregation for it. We're going to own it free and clear. We don't have to go to the bank to get a loan to get a building. We got God who has the cattle on a thousand hills. The silver is his. The gold is his. If you need anything for your family, you can go to God. We need a building for our family. We've gone to God. We sowed our seed and we believe by faith the ground for our building is already broken. 
The sons of wickedness oppress them anymore. When you go to the bank and borrow to buy something, um, those bankers aren't necessarily believers. and Most often they're not. The organizations aren't Christian organizations. That means they're funding their worldly interests. He says, I'm going to give my people a place where the sons of wickedness oppress them anymore. Now, so what have we done? We're planting our seed. We're sowing our field. We're sowing $100,000 into other churches and ministries. And then we're building our barns. Our current debt-free building seed faith project is for this purpose. We're about 55000 that we've sown into other churches and ministries. That leaves about another 45000 that we need to believe we receive so that we can sow it. Before we even talk about building our barn to build our building, we need to get our field planted first. That's what God said. First plant your field. The seed, we're learning on Wednesday nights that the kingdom works this way. It comes first by the seed. So let's get our field planted and then we'll build our barn. If you want to know what the future looks like, we'll, we'll receive the rest of that seed and get it in the ground. Sow it as the Spirit of God directs. But once we sow our seed, our focus then will shift for our debt-free building fund project. Our debt-free building fund faith project. Listen to this. I saw it in three phases. Our first phase is we're going to believe we receive $500,000. We've never had a project over $100,000. And this $100,000 project seems like a mountain, right? But Jesus says, speak to the mountain, right? Once we finish this $100,000 project, then we're going to do a $500,000 building fund, phase one. When we hit that mark, then we're going to do phase two, $1.5 million, and then phase three, $3 million, for a total of $5 million to, to buy the land and build the buildings debt-free. Now, I know that's a lot to swallow, but we're a faith church, and we're leading you in the way that you should go. So if those numbers are kind of like overwhelming, don't worry about it. Receive it by faith. Come on. All we need to focus on is 44,000. Amen. And then by faith, we're going to stretch from 100 to 500,000. How many of y'all believe God's able to get it to us supernaturally? Amen. So that's number one. We're going to build campuses for us to have facilities to do those five things that we're called to do. Number two, what else are we going to do? We are going to help Faith Family Church men and women fulfill the call of God on their lives for ministry. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, it says, And the things you therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men, Who will be able to teach others also? There's a calling on us as a church family to help people who have a call of God on their life for ministry, fulfill their life calling. When I first started in ministry in 1996, that was my first assignment. I was placed into Bishop Keith Butler's, uh, at the time, Word of Faith School of Ministry. It was now Bible Training Center and now it's Faith uh, Pistis School of Ministry. But my first assignment out of ministry school was to train and develop ministers for the work of the ministry. So if you're here or if you're online and you believe God's got a calling on your life, well, 
what we're going to do is we're going to help people, men and women, fulfill the call of God on their life for ministry. You are in the right place at the right time. Number three. I didn't get one amen on that. But it's still what we're going to do. <laughs> Here's number three. We are going to support the work of Salvation Temple Church in Detroit, Michigan. For those of you that don't know this, uh, my parents, they pastor there. And I saw this clearly uh, in Scripture, but particularly in, in, in 2019, the Lord dropped it in my heart for us as a church family to be serious about supporting Salvation Temple Church. In Philippians chapter 4 and verse 15, in the English Standard Bible it says, And you Philippians yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me concerning giving and receiving except you only. Um, I believe that God's called churches to partner together in doing what they are called to do. There ought to be churches that are partnering with us that help us do those five things that we're called to do. And by the law, what you want other people to do, you should do also unto them. And we have a specific assignment to help them. Uh, we have been gr- greatly influenced and impacted by Salvation Temple Church. In the beginning years, they sold thousands of dollars. And besides, I wouldn't even be alive if it wasn't for Dr. Stanley Scott. Come on, somebody. Uh, And this is not the only church that we are partnering with, but we are specifically called by God to support the work of Salvation Temple Church in Detroit. Here's number four. Number four, we are going to establish a church, an early learning center or orphanage in Guyana, South America. I am so stirred up about this. Uh, Pastor Egerton and his wife, Wendella, she's here on the second row. They are from Guyana. And we're in covenant relationship. I consider myself in covenant relationship with the men and women that are members of faith family that have received me as their pastor. And I'm very serious about helping those that see me as their pastor, fulfill their life calling. They have a calling where Guyana is concerned. We talked about it in my mind when I dream. Don't mess with my dream. We're going to open a church there. He believes he's called a pastor someday, you know, uh, in that area. Uh, I dream about that. I could see him pastoring. I could see him preaching. And she has a dream in her heart to, you know, have like an early learning center. When people go to work, they can drop their kids off and be cared for and be poured into. And, you know, even if there's some kids that don't have family, like, you know, need a place for orphanage. In my mind, I don't know what she want to call it, but in my mind, it's Wendella's house in Guyana. I'm looking forward to maybe next year. We, we did our vision for this year. I don't know. Uh, We won't go this year, but I'm looking forward to in the future, my wife and I just traveling to Guyana just to see what it's like. Because I believe that Faith Family Church is called to plant a church, listen, that will have the same calling, that will preach and teach the word of faith in Guyana, that will preach and teach the blessing, that will worship at a high level, that will build strong marriages in Guyana, and that will win men in Guyana. So if you are a part of Faith Family, if you want to be a part of Faith Family, this is what we're going to do. Last but not least, 
Mark chapter 16, verse 15, Jesus said to them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. This is the great commission. This is the call that God has given to the church. That's why we shouldn't just focus on Houston. That's why it's important to be partnered with with churches in other parts of the country. That we're not just all about me, myself, and I and what we want and what we have and what we need. That we can go beyond our own borders and connect and partner. Like Paul said, there was no other church that partnered with me. We're making it a public declaration that we are partners with Salvation Temple Church. We're making it a public declaration that we are partner. that in the future we're going to establish a church in Guyana and, a, and an orphanage. However, I, I, as long as I'm in this body, amen, I'm going to do everything in my power to see this happen to the glory of God. So number five. And I know this may bother some people, but it doesn't bother God and it doesn't bother me. So I hope it doesn't bother you. But we are going to own our own debt-free jet airplanes. We are. We're going to own our own jet-free airplanes. Um, there's a particular jet plane that can get us to Guyana nonstop from Miami to Guyana. In one shot. I can get on a plane and fly here to here to Florida and from Florida to Guyana and I can come back to you. Amen. I can go and encourage them and I can come back to you. Amen. I can go on another month and encourage them and come back to you. We can send people from Faith Family to go down there and come back. Now, I know, I know that may bother some people. Oh, churches with helicopters and jet planes. We serve a big God. And I, and I don't want to I don't want to say that it's being small minded, but when liquor companies own their own jet airplanes, when pornographers own their own jet airplanes, when sports legends own their own jet airplanes, it seems like people don't have no problem with that. But the moment a church that's preaching Jesus, when Jesus said, "I want you to go into all the world." then people have a problem with that. So, I mean, if it just grieves your spiritually, I understand it's not for everybody. But for my faith family, for those of us that have been called unto this work, these are the five things that we are going to do. You know, God said in uh, Isaiah fifty-eight fourteen, he said, Then you shall delight yourself in the Lord, and I will cause you to ride upon the high places of the earth, and I'll feed you with the heritage of Jacob, thy father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. I encourage you by this dream, dream your dream. And when you dream your dream, dream big. For every young person under the sound of my voice, don't let people dash your dreams. Dream big. Dream big. Amen. Dream beyond what you can ask or think and watch God do exceeding abundantly above. The Bible says when you delight yourself in God, he'll cause you to rise on it. Now, that might mean one thing to you, but what it means to me is we can get on a plane and go wherever we need to go to do whatever he wants us to do. The heritage of Jacob is the heritage of one who highly values the blessing. We are that church. We highly value the blessing. Can I give you one more and then we're done? Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 20, it says this. Curse not the king. No, not even in your thought. Curse not the rich. 
not even in your bedchamber. For a bird of the air shall carry the voice, and that which has wings shall tell the matter. When I see this scripture, I see an airplane. And he tells you, don't be talking about rich people. You know, President Biden, he flies in his own aircraft. Come on, y'all help me finish this now. He said, don't talk about rich people. Don't let rich people bother you. Because, listen, if you have a problem with it, you won't walk in it. So just keep your mouth shut talking about rich people. But then he says here, for a bird of the air shall carry the voice. How many of you ever seen the group of ladies on television called The Voice? Right? They have a voice. They speak to the world to millions, right? Well, I'm a voice to the nations. I'm a voice to faith family. I'm a voice to wherever God would take us. And this scripture tells me that an airplane like a bird will carry your voice wherever God says, and that which has wings will tell the matter. Amen? These are the five things that we are going to do. I pray that it bears witness with your spirit. And let's go and do amazing things. Go ahead and stand up on your feet. Peradventure, you're here today and you don't know the Lord. You're not saved. Well, the Bible tells us that the word is near you, even in your mouth, in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, that if you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus, that, that you will be saved. For with the mouth man believes unto righteousness, and with the heart confession is made unto salvation. Let me lead you in a word of prayer. Many of you I know here are already saved. But if there are any in person or online that are not in right standing with God, pray this prayer. Mean it with your heart. Get on the path of the just and you'll see life get brighter and brighter more and more until the perfect day. Congregation, when you help them to pray, let's all say this out loud. God in heaven, thank you for this word today. I do believe that Jesus Christ, that he is the son of God. That he died for me. They put him on a cross and buried him in a grave. But I believe that he's alive. You raised Jesus from the dead. Come into my heart. Save me from my sins. I repent for what I've said and for what I've done. And I accept your offer of forgiveness. Thank you for saving me. Now fill me with your Holy Spirit. I receive today. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah.